Absurdist Astrology on Open Lines Radio is brought to you by Synergy Creative Systems. Synergy Creative Systems uses multiple social media and online platforms that operate independently as freestanding entities to post killer content that discreetly work in conjunction with each other to build robust and enduring images and brands through promotion by proxy. My name is Tessa, and this is Absurdist Astrology, a podcast where I give meaning to the meaningless. To me, that means acknowledging that these are potential projections onto reality, but through previous transits, we can see that what is reflected from above is below. So, welcome again. I'm here. I've been practicing astrology for seven plus years now, recently signing up for Chris Brennan's Hellenistic Astrology course. So I'm hoping that together we can look at the mundane astrology of the moment and reflect back on history and put into context what this could potentially mean for you and I. I don't break it down by sun sign necessarily. I look at the astrology as an overall collective reading, if you will. So take of that what you will. But today I'll be looking at the astrology of the week. Today is April 18th, 2022. We are entering this week with the waning of the full moon in Libra. That was this past weekend, of course, on a personal side note, I was diagnosed with COVID for the second time on this Libra full moon. The first time was also a Libra full moon. That was April of 2020. So just on a personal note, that has definitely brought up issues of relationship dynamics being that I'm sick with COVID. Again, I'm feeling much better, thankfully. But I'll tell you the first time around, as far as that in my implications of my relationships was a lot scarier this time around. I felt much better, thankfully. But just we're entering this week with that kind of energy um, coming down from that full moon where, of course, we can really feel exhausted. The moon in Scorpio is in its detriment, so sometimes, too, that can kind of bring out feelings of frustration. Um, But anyhow, here we are entering the week, a little tired, a little ready for some change. Um, So today, uh, with Uranus forming a conjunction to Mercury in Taurus, Uranus likes sudden and unexpected changes. Um, In Taurus, it doesn't as much. And with Mercury there too, it is an interesting aspect to 
have happening. Uh, Uranus has been in Taurus since May of 2018. Uh, takes about 84 years to orbit. So we've had um, Mercury in Taurus conjunct Uranus in Taurus a couple times since 2018. Um, but I just wanted to look at it also in a historical context. I looked back to the 30s um, when Uranus was in Taurus last. In uh, April of 1936, H.G. Wells released a film version of his movie The Shape of Things to Come, which chronicles the century-spanning future history of the human race, beginning at the science fiction version of what could be viewed as a prediction of World War II. In this 1936 film, he predicts World War II beginning at Christmas time of 1940, of course, World War II really did begin in 1936, but I find it really interesting when we look at themes of uh, Uranus in Taurus throughout the years, it has always been linked to the dawning of some big warfare. So again, 1936, H.G. Wells comes out with this movie essentially predicting the start of World War II. 84 years before that was 1953. That's the American Revolution, or just prior to, I should say. Um, and then 84 years previous to that, 1763, that was the time prior to the American Revolution. So we look at these Uranus and Taurus themes throughout history, and it is always somehow connected to warfare or the dawning of um, Uranus and Taurus invites more feelings of stability, is questioning our uh, relationship with the wealthy, and how war is often started because of a disparity that exists between the different um, levels within our society. Um, so the interesting thing about the movie The Things to Come To is it had a much lighter take on the implications of technology on a societal level. Technology, um, of course, has advanced us immensely. But for example, uh, when you compare The Things to Come to the themes of Metropolis, which predates it about 10 years, it viewed technology like this weapon in of itself um, and that's definitely a question we see a lot with Uranus and Taurus these themes um, what who you know the age-old argument I'm really not trying to open this up for debate but like is it the weapon or is it the gunman that is responsible you know that Take with that what you will, but what I'm trying to say is that the um, the implications of technology and the benefit, how um, we can even be liberated, transcended from what technology provides us with. Um, and, you know, we look back in history, and it's just fascinating how our relationship with technology has changed. So this week in history, um, we had it announced that there was... Uh, missile that struck in um, Russian warfare. Its name was Neptune, um, which I find to just be like absolutely fascinating. 
Um, it was claimed by Ukraine, um, uh, Ukrainian missile named Neptune, when we just had a conjunction of Neptune and Jupiter in Pisces, mind you. Fascinating warfare-wise, um, how subconsciously the collective can reflect these things over again. So another aspect we have happening this week is the late degrees of the Aries Sun squaring Pluto and Capricorn. Um, Pluto is an even slower moving planet than Uranus, for example. It's a dwarf planet. It takes about 225 years to transit. So this was um, a big deal when we had America's Pluto return at the end of 2021. So now, with Pluto still being in Capricorn, forming a square to the sun in Aries, we're seeing themes surrounding power, manipulation, our ambition of self being um, motivated by uh, business-related schemes, even, um, so, again, 225 years ago on, uh, well, not give or take, that is um, a Pluto transit is what I'm referring to, but on April 18th, 1775, there was a very similar square happening as to what is happening today. Um, that was the beginning of the Battle of Lexington and Concord. So... Of course, Pluto has been in Capricorn since very late 2008. The sun definitely has formed squares with uh, Pluto and Capricorn in Aries and, and other signs as well, too. I just find it very fascinating, again, that in history we're looking at all these different transits and they do hearken and um, bring to light themes of warfare. What we also have happening um, with Saturn and Aquarius, it's forming a square to the North Node as well as the South Node. Since the North Node and the South Node are always in opposition e to each other, that means they'll be forming a square to whatever, you know, respective planet they're uh, forming a square to. So with the North Node in Taurus, that has been collectively bringing themes uh, surrounding practicality, um, our financial agreements. We really want, as a collective, to have security. We've we've felt so disrupted. Um, you know, the last time the North Node was in Taurus was 2004. So um, think back to kind of the trends of the time, if you will. That kind of bohemian chic comfort was definitely a lot more in um, when, like, a previous trend was a lot more based in, you know, kind of that flashy uh, Y2K millennia. Um, by the time 2004 came around, I think we saw a lot more practicality. Um, we were very humbled, of course, by 9-11 and all that. So when the node had switched over to Taurus, and I think we kind of see that now too, um, you know, it'd be, I, I was about to say, now that COVID's over, even though I just tested positive for COVID again, you know, I, I think that is that that is the theme we see though, um, with Saturn forming this square too, especially our individuality, our desire to be driven by humanitarian based efforts. It really gets skewed when um, our basic material safety, our, our comforts, our just, you know, food, water, shelter, when that's compromised, it's really hard to kind of think about those humanitarian, um, you know, and Saturn is traditionally, you know, in its comfort in Aquarius. So 
realistically, we should also hopefully be feeling that sense of drive um, more so in the regard of the humanitarian-based effort. It's just really tough for us right now to kind of make that happen when um, there's like this solidity, this rigidity where we just kind of get frustrated that people even think differently than us. Um, which, you know, again, kind of compromises our basic day-to-day safety. Um, So we're really considering all that right now as far as, um, you know, don't be too upset if things just aren't as happy as they could be. You know, times are tough right now. Um, There's just no denying that, unfortunately. Um, So this week, too, on April 19th, we have the sun entering Taurus. So with these themes of Mercury and Uranus in Taurus forming the conjunction they are on April 18th, um, it does at least lighten up those themes surrounding our stability, our safety, Um, because nobody wants to feel compromised safety-wise. And with the moon entering Sagittarius too, I think it does kind of invite this unsettling dynamic, um, but also resourceful in the context of um, scholarly-based endeavors. You know, Sagittarius really likes to be factual, but more in a sense of being driven by um, historical themes. Uh, Sagittarius really loves um, philosophical context, that is. Um, So with the sun moving into Taurus as well, hopefully on a more personal level, we can kind of give meaning to the meaningless, right? Like we're doing right now (laughs) and just reflecting on what, um, you know, safety-wise we can be focusing on. It sounds absurd, right? (laughs) But I I really do find that when we look at astrology, we just kind of have to take it day by day sometimes. So when the sun again enters Taurus, um, we've been having that fiery drive kind of knocking at us with the sun and Aries this whole time. Maybe we can feel a little bit more down to earth. Maybe we can, um, you know, hopefully avoid all of these feelings of hostility when we focus on our um, safety as the number one priority. So we have the moon still in Sagittarius up until the 21st. Then we have the Capricorn moon forming a nice trine to the sun in Taurus. So at the end of the week, um, we have a lot of earth and water energy because keep in mind, we still have Venus and Mars in Pisces, which has been pretty nice because they were in Aquarius for a good while there. So when I'm talking about like those themes of the fiery Aries, kind of making us feel a little kooky. We had that too with the the lovers, if you will, of Venus and Mars when they were together in Aquarius. That kind of does invite a little bit more hostility, um, but, you know, motivated uh, for 
you know, good reason. But um, <laughs> anyhow, now that they've been in Pisces, we have felt more maybe on an emotional level, a little more peaceful, especially since Venus is in its exaltation in Pisces. You know, Mars, the tough guy, doesn't necessarily love being in Pisces. But when we've been dealing with him being a big bully in Aquarius, collectively that um, on a personal level has invited this feeling of us just kind of wanting to get along. So we do have like these crazy themes when we look back at these Uranus and Taurus themes of um, this constant pre-dawning of war, um, for example. Now, um, just on a very personal level, these very quick moving planets of the sun being in Taurus, Mercury in Taurus, uh, Venus in Mars in Pisces, um, all of these inner planets, the most personal planets being in water and earth signs exclusively, ho hopefully at least, you know, with this really tense collective energy that can um, open up some opportunity, you know, that is where the sun sign aspects do come in. So maybe... For example, if you are a Pisces sun, when the sun does enter Taurus uh, a little later in the week, um, you could feel it a little more beneficially than, say, someone who has the sun in Aquarius and was really feeling all of that Aquarian energy when we had Venus and Mars there and, and really felt um, innovative, humanitarian things were a little bit more at the forefront. Um, not to say that it isn't always again that's where like the absurdism comes in because we're just trying to give meaning to what's going on day to day um as things change throughout history um so at the end of the week we have a last quarter moon um in aquarius so that's a square when there's a quarter moon that's a square so we have the sun pretty well into taurus at that point forming a square to the moon in aquarius that is a turning point, a crossroad, if you will, um, that is opening up the energy for this upcoming new moon in Taurus. When I had spoken with Mark at the beginning of the month, I had spoken about how this month is considered a black moon. So at the end of the week, when we have that last quarter moon, it's kind of inviting that solidity, that fixed energy of... Um, the difference between Aquarius and Taurus. Aquarius being an air sign, much more motivated by communication and efforts of, um, you know, just think air, elemental, squaring, Taurus, sun, earth, stability. We are asking ourselves to um, prepare for this new moon at the end of the month. Um, and how are we doing that with Aquarius moon themes? We're looking at our relationships, but in the sense of how we are unique within them. Um, and hopefully with the Taurus energy being very prevalent with Mercury and Uranus conjunction this week, the unexpected can kind of become a little more stable in a sense. However, um, you know, it's, it's just kind of a, a way of looking at it that, you know, Uranus doesn't love being in Taurus, but there is like the stability that's being invited. Um, and with the warfare too, on that note, 
um, as trying and awful as warfare can be, I feel like maybe with this event that happened in Ukraine uh, with the launching of a missile, again, the symbolism there is so rich. The fact that it's just named Neptune is incredible. Um, but what I'm trying to collectively come back to is that we can see how history reflects itself and hopefully these people in authority positions can really look back in history and say that safety is the priority and that's Taurus. Safety is number one in the life of any Taurian. They just want to be comfortable. They just want to be fed. They don't want trouble. Um, and again, Uranus is traditionally, well, not necessarily traditionally ruled by Aquarius, I should say, because again, I covered that, how Uranus wasn't discovered until the 1700s. But over the years, Uranus has gained themes of Aquarius. So again, we have Saturn in Aquarius. Um, that was what... Uh, Saturn was always ruled by the sign constellation of Aquarius for, you know, millennia before Uranus was ever discovered in the 1700s. Uranus is now in Taurus, doesn't love being in Taurus, but also I'm just really hoping that we can just have some really stable solidity this time around um, this week. So what I'm hoping um, that for this week overall um, we can look back and we can hopefully try and just view safety as the number one goal. <laughs> so overall, the astrology of this week is not terribly exciting, to be quite honest. I don't think it invites a lot of opportunity for a ton of personal growth. Um, if you do have your sun and moon signs in those more earth and watery based perhaps with the sun moving into Taurus in the week you will be feeling a lightning of energy um, where the collective on a more personal level that is wants to be more focused on that safety I was just discussing um, more down to earth going with the flow um, but you know again with these Taurus themes too there's also like a solidity a rigidity a stubbornness that can be presented too so when we have Venus and Mars and Pisces that mutable energy um, can be at least in a nice sextile to the Sun in Taurus energy um, as well as of course Mercury will still be in Taurus as well as you know Uranus for a good while will still be in Taurus. So hopefully this week, I think the biggest lessons I'm seeing are these pre-war themes. Um, so I would definitely encourage you to consider your resources um, financially uh, to avoid overspending, to avoid um, any frivolous, any sudden 
changes in your finances. That's definitely a big Uranus and Taurus theme is where the unexpected uh, comes out. Isn't necessarily uh, like through fun spontaneity. It can also be unfortunate, like a loss, um, a big drop in the stock market, for example, just watching your money. Um, be careful about who you disclose what info as far as, um, you know, your finances are concerned. You know, just really considering your safety first and foremost. I think that is definitely the biggest theme of the week as I, I just like I see like a big safety caution sign. Um, you know, go, go ahead uh, with caution definitely this week. Um, but Overall, I really find it fascinating how we can look back in history and kind of, again, give meaning to the meaningless. So I hope you gained something out of this, might have learned something that you weren't aware of. If you ever have feedback, uh, input, questions, um, you can find me at absurdist underscore astrology on Instagram. Um, I thank Mark so much again for hosting this platform for me. It's really been cool breaking down the astrology um, of the moment and looking at it in a historical context. I hope that's something someone out there has been interested in. And um, if you ever find something cool or have a question about how something could be relevant, I would love to discuss it. Again, I've been uh, working through Chris Brennan's Hellenistic Astrology course, so I am getting really serious about learning the aspects um, in a more historical context, because again, that's truly what I love here. So if you ever wanted me to do a particular, um, look, take a particular look at a certain event in history, um, not necessarily how it could relate to today, but of course, you know, it would probably go there at some point. But anyhow, you can always reach out. I, I love to discuss astrology. I love to be a resource. That's definitely what I'm working on here by doing this podcast. It's really just allowed me to practice um, an analysis, <laughs> uh, you know, doing the analysis of what is happening day to day. I, I really do love it. Um, it's what really brings a uh, spark to my heart and I hope something about what I have conveyed today meant something to you. Was there meaning in the meaningless? I'd love to find out. You can reach out and hopefully you'll catch me next time and I'd love to see you. So thank you. I hope this week treats you well. All things considered, just remember safety first. Take it easy out there.